Two trucks having sex. Two trucks having sex. My muscles, my muscles involuntarily flex. Two trucks having sex. Two trucks having sex. My muscles, my muscles involuntarily flex. Two pickup trucks making love. American made. Listen up, Auto Thoughts and Decepticlowns. You're listening to Prime Cuts, a non linear history of the Transformers franchise. On television, I'm one of your hosts, Audrey. I'm your other host, Nero. Good episodes this week. Some spooky stuff going on this week on, on both of these episodes. It's a little a little Halloween in June. You've heard of Christmas in July, but now <laughs> it's time for Halloween in June. Yeah, it's like halfway to Halloween. A little late for it, but you know. When was concept. when was summer ween in Gravity Falls? Was that in June? Did we Probably. ever get a date on that? <laughs> I'm not sure. Uh, it's been a long time since i watched the summerween episode but yeah um i will say that these episodes were particularly well written from a dialogue standpoint uh there are there is in a show of very snappy dialogue there are particularly snappy lines in this one oh yeah there's there's some really good scenes between uh starscream and knockout especially in the uh in the second one here yeah so yeah, I mean, this starts the arc of the show I like to call the worst month of Starscream's life. We're kind of yes. kicking it off with the episode, the second episode we're covering here, and it will, it will not improve for a very long time. <laughs> it's kind of downhill for, from here for him. I mean, the I next mean... episode is called the the next week's episode. The first one is Rock Bottom. So, you know, things. Yeah, I mean. He he ends up better off than some other characters, but I would say that things don't ever actually get significantly better for him at this point. He never gets back to where he was at the start of the show. Yeah, yeah. Uh, this is this is we. He is peaked. He he peaked very early. He peaked in episode one. <laughs> oh boy, why don't we? Why don't we I see? Mean, arguably, he peaked when he ripped the uh, Dark Energon out of Megatron's chest. That's just, he peaked in like episode. Six. Yeah, I would I would argue that that was that was actually a very good strategic move for him. Oh, for sure. And he and he almost got away with that shit if it wasn't for those meddling kids and their stupid bird. Um. So yeah, why don't we why don't we get started on on tracking Starscream's uh sharp decline here with the first episode, continuing on right where we left off, out of his head. So yeah this this episode opens up with uh Ratchet performing. Uh, diagnostic, uh, you know, test on Optimus to make sure that the um, cybonic plague is totally out of him. And it's great. He's good. Shows no uh, signs of the cybonic plague still being there. And, uh, you know, Ratchet's like, you're all clear, Optimus. And Optimus says, it was all thanks to you, my love, and the assistance of our son. (laughs) Yes, our completely normal and lovely son. And then we zoom in on Bumblebee. And we see Megatron in his head going, yes! Ha ha ha! Yes! <laughs> oh, man. <laughs> Putting his hands hands up against the uh, blue glass of Bumblebee's optics. <laughs> yeah. So he's like, all right, I got to pilot this fucking scout over to my body somehow. I got to get back on the Nemesis to fix this shit. But uh, he's not quite in full control of Bumblebee. But he's like, to do that, I'm gonna have to. I'm gonna have to get into the driver's seat here. 
Yeah, the language is so funny. He's like, he's, and literally, I was just like, wow, just like Yu-Gi-Oh! It, it reminds me so much of, not to only have two interests, but uh, it reminds me so much of the introduction uh, in the manga of Yu-Gi-Oh! of Ryo to Bakura, where Bakura's like, now nah, nah, host, don't be like that. Believe me when I tell you it feels good in here, in you. It's like, mm. first of all, why did you translate it that way? <laughs> Second of all, this is the official translation. This is not scanlation. This is Holy the official. Shit. This is the official. Um, <laughs> yeah, and, and and in response to that, Rio does say, "Get out, get out of my body, not my mind, my body." Um, anyway, but yeah, it, it is very. It's just like, yeah, just just watch me go swoosh right in here. <laughs> yeah, and so we we get our title. And we cut back, and and it's 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 b ball time with the boys. Balkan B are playing some some basketball, um, while the kids watch, and everything seems to be going fine until it's time for for Bumblebee to dunk the ball, and he just sort of stands there and stares at it, and everyone's like, "You good? You good, buddy? You you got you got you got to throw it in the net. That's how the game works." And instead, he whips around and chucks it right at Bulkhead's face. He's having a normal one, and like Megatron's like, "Shit, I definitely have a limited amount of time here." Yeah, and he's all, he, figure it out. he is also like, "All right, I I gotta act normal. I gotta make sure they don't notice anything wrong with See, their funny Me- little yellow guy." Megatron has made the full mistake of being in the one Transformer series where people have brains. Yeah, like, this would be easy in Armada, where everyone was fully trusting him sideways after one day. Fucking G1? The episode of G1, where, like, remember the episode of G1 where Starscream just, like, becomes besties with Red Alert? (laughs) And no one is noticing that Red Alert is off his rocker any more than usual? Or the one where the Decepticons make a remote control clone of Optimus, and everyone's like, well, gee, how do we tell which one's the real one? We better have a race about it. Wasn't it Soundwave in a suit, too? There's no, like, no it was Starscream. It was Starscream yeah, it was, in an Optimus suit. No, no, that was a different episode. That there was, was the episode, episode where they created a fake false flag viral video to show that the Autobots were evil. God, God I can't wait. <laughs> to get to them shot into the sun. God, I can't wait for us to get to G1. G1 season two is the best television ever made. Oh my god! <laughs> okay. Anyway, um, yeah. So Megatron has made the full mistake of of being in the one series where the characters actually have intelligence and notice when things are wrong. Um, oops. Yeah. Raph is immediately like something's wrong with my with my boy. Uh, you know. So so meanwhile, back on the Nemesis, what's going on? Well. Starscream is in the infirmary, and he's being normal about everything. I mean, yeah, it's just, again, we get into increasingly weird stuff between Starscream and Megatron in these episodes. Um, He's, like, monologuing and doing crazy poses. It's like, I'm gonna fucking be the best leader ever and you're gonna rot away in some fucking hole and knockout just sort of walks in and stands there silently for a while until starscream notices him no i will say obviously everything that starscream is saying here is completely self-serving and there's no Uh. question it's coming from a completely self-serving place he doesn't actually give a shit about the decepticons um outside of them following him however this will be the first time 
of several over the course of this episode, these episodes, where Starscream embodies the tragic worst person you know makes a good point. Uh, Where, uh, again, you know, he's talking about how he'll inherit, show show everyone that he's the true Decepticon uh, heir and inherit, inherit the leadership role. And, you know, he makes a point where it's like, the Decepticons need a leader who is, like, functional. And it's like, yeah, well, he's not wrong. Yeah. That's when Knockout's, like, and, uh, you know, because Starstream was like, I, I will be Emperor of Destruction, yada, yada. And Knockout's like, and you'll need a, ha- a handsome, roguish, intelligent second-in-command. And he's, and you know, so, you know, it's very yeah. funny because I think he walks along and was like, uh, that's Commander Knockout to you, Lord yeah. Starscream. Yeah, I can't remember what, what he, if he calls him Doctor or, or Lieutenant. It's like, Doctor. Yeah, he calls him Doctor and, uh, yeah. Uh. <laughs> the, the look on Starscream's face is really funny. He's like, ooh. Knockout, well, specifically when knock, Knockout doesn't just say Lord Starscream, he says the once in future Lord Starscream. Yes. Obviously, they will, they will continue to have a very uh, a very nice working relationship, and they'll, they'll be arm in arm, uh, walking down the same path the rest of the show. Knockout is certainly not someone who just gravitates towards the biggest guy. Yeah. So, Listen, they fuck on the side. <laughs> it's fine. That's always true. What's so, a what's a handy between friends? Exactly. So we cut to Raph being sad outside his house because Bumblebee never came by to pick him up for school. And I have to ask at this point, uh-huh. what? Okay, so we know the story Jack told his mom about RC. What the fuck did the other two tell their parents? Miko didn't say anything. But because because host family is afraid of her. That's true. So she this doesn't is established. Need to do so she just she just showed up in a muscle car one day, and they were like, "That's probably Yakuza. We're not going to do anything about not, that." Not a muscle car, like a huge fuck off like SUV. It's like, well, you know yeah. what? Sorry, not a muscle car. Yeah, like a, a fucking armored jeep. And, and I guess Raph talks later in this episode about how like his family is so big, no one ever really pays attention to him. So he pro- they Listen. probably just don't care. Listen, school buses are yellow. You look out the window, <laughs> glance out the window, it looks the same. <laughs> yellow vehicle out there? That's probably fine. Yeah, yeah that seems right. Yeah, he calls Jack, and he's like, yeah, Bumblebee never picked me up for school. And we cut to Bumblebee being very normal at the base, and, like, grabbing one of Ratchet's fucking doohickeys and just crushing it in his hand. And, you and know, of course, in response... uh. Say ratchet. the line, Ratchet. Yeah, say the line, Ratchet. Bumblebee, I needed that. And, and we... then he's like, hey, what the fuck's wrong with you? Yeah, what I love about this is that you think, oh, Bumblebee, like, I'm still not entirely clear if this is Bumblebee fighting against things or if this is actually Megatron playing fucking 4D chess, right? Because he confides in Ratchet, like, hey, I've been seeing visions of Megatron's face and past. Um, well, it's it's a... I think, I mean, I think that is is genuinely Bumblebee. But the the issue is that Megatron is trying to exert his control over Bumblebee's body, and I think there are moments when Bumblebee doesn't realize that he's being controlled. Yeah, but he still has Megatron in his head. But specifically, the the thing that happens here because of him telling Ratchet about this, 
perfectly lines up with what Megatron wants, right? Like, because as a result, we'll see later, Ratchet puts him in like a forced shutdown state, which allows Megatron to just swoosh right in there as soon as Ratchet's out of the room. So like, was that actually Megatron or was it Bumblebee being suggested by Megatron or who knows? No I one think, knows what's going Bumblebee. on. I think it was Bumblebee. Regardless, he, t- he tells Ratchet like, hey, I'm, I'm seeing Megatron in my head and he's like talking to me and shit. Um, so yeah, as I mentioned, Ratchet's like, all right, well, physically he was unharmed by the, you know, from, from the cortical psyche patch, but obviously, you know, it's a two way street. Some Megatron probably rubbed out on him. So I'm just going to like put him in shutdown and let him like, he, he basically like kind of soft resets him. Like, all right, let's, let's, let's update his fucking software <laughs> real quick Yeah. to purge any latent megatron which is when Fowler calls and asks, Hey, Prime, you seen any Decepticons on hula skirts? And Prime, in the most tired, done voice I've ever heard, goes, No, Agent Fowler, why? Why why are you asking? (laughs) Why do you ask? So, I love this. This is a plan straight out of G1. It is, it is a plan I was saying. I will say that Optimus's reaction, I love that it's like, it's a combination of just like tired and resigned, but also genuinely curious. Like, yes. where are you going with this? Yeah. Uh, but yeah, so like, Fowler's like, yeah, so the Decepticons stole the lens of an extremely powerful telescope in Hawaii, and we don't know where it went, and they're probably do something very bad with it. Um, and Optimus is like, listen... Starscream's methods are completely inscrutable to me. I have no idea what that guy's planning at any there's, given moment. There is literally, a, it's not a laser, I don't think, but there is literally an episode where they're trying to drill through the Arctic ice to get Energon in uh, in G1. I think it's the Skyfire episode. Yeah, it's Fire in the Sky. So yeah, that's, this well, is... that's how they find him. He's buried under the Arctic ice. Next time, uh, Starscream is going to break out a giant purple griffin. Uh, as as part of the the sort of G one playbook here, yeah. So so he's like, I have no idea what Starscream is like. What do you want me to do with this Asian Valor? He's like, without without knowing where that lens is, and it's just the lens that they stole from the observatory. And uh, he's like, without tra- knowing where the lens is, I have no idea what he's planning for. And uh, Valor's like, newsflash, asshole. We know where the lens has been this entire time. Yep. Uh, Arctic temperatures are getting toasty. There's a gigantic deposit of Energon underneath a, underneath a glacier, and, and uh, Starscream is melting right through the ice. Also, one thing we forgot to mention, very critical detail early on in the episode, Megatron remembers Starscream plucking the dark Energon out of his chest. Oh, yeah. So he knows that happened now. Well, he did right, not remember so he's that like- before. Yeah, so as as Bumblebee goes into the shutdown, Megatron's like, okay, okay, I have to get back to my body, but what condition is my body in? Okay, I know it's bad. How did it end up that way? What happened after the explosion in this, at the, the space bridge? Yeah, how the and fuck did he, I live? Yeah, he's like, how did I survive that? And he has this flash and, and of all these flashes, and then we get to see from his perspective, which is like a fun, sexy bonus, that weird homoerotic scene where uh, Starscream um, plucks the Dark Energon from his chest. And at first he's like, right, that's right, I survived because of Dark Energon. And then a second later he's like, Starscream! He's like, wait a minute. <laughs> Hold on! So yes, uh, the so RC, uh, Bulkhead, and Optimus head out to the Arctic while Ratchet and Raph stay behind to look after Bumblebee. 
during this, Raph attempts to. So Raph is like talking to Bumblebee while he's in his like coma esque state, sort of. Um, and Raph just like, you know, you know, he can't hear you, right? It's just like, here, let me just like ground bridge you home. Like, there ain't nothing going on here. And Raph's like, no, I, I want to stay. He's family. And Ratchet's like, well, that's stupid. He's a, he's a giant robot, and you're a, a, a tiny little fleshling. How can that be possible? And 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 Raph's like, let me tell you about found family, Ratchet. Let me teach you. And only he's like, I mean, first of all, found family, and also, how's any of this shit I do with Bumblebee possible? I understand him. Yep. So fuck off. <laughs> and it's funny, yeah, because it's funny because like he, he starts explaining like, yeah, I'm part of an, a, of a, I'm the youngest sibling in a huge family. I am never heard over anyone else. I'm always like the one who's ignored. Um, and it's funny because Ratchet, Ratchet is at first very like, yeah, whatever, as he's explaining this. But eventually he's like, well, that's because he, he Raph is eventually like, well, you know, I just I I have a connection with Bumblebee that I can't explain, but I just want to stay by his side. And Ratchet just goes, it's really stupid. I'm gonna go yeah. over here. Also, I love Ratchet's insistence on calling him by his full first name. Yes. Raphael. He's the only one who calls Raph Raphael. <laughs> Fucking aloof Uncle Ratchet. Raphael. Uh, I think Optimus sometimes calls him Raphael, but only when he's in dad mode, I think, because I'm pretty sure he called him Raphael and he was, like, asking where, um, Miko, was it Jack or Miko? Someone it was, was it, missing. It was, uh, it was, uh, Miko. Yes, because he's a Raphael. <laughs> Have you seen Miko? Um, but yeah, like, uh, so we, we cut to the Arctic very briefly as Optimus is like, you guys remember the end run on Polyhex? As they're looking at this fucking heat beam blasting through the ice. And also it is like, it is established, it is very toasty right now yeah. where they are, which is why you know, Raph is fine later. You know, 70% of global warming is caused by 100 Decepticons and they all have names and addresses. <laughs> Yeah, they all have one address. It's the Nemesis. <laughs> and uh, they all have one... And most of them have one name. It's Viacon. <laughs> so, like... They, they're they gonna do their... They're gonna run their plan. We also, at some point, see Starscream, you know, gloating his usual thing of like, Ah, I am a genius. I am smarter than Megatron ever was. That... That fucking musty old bitch can die. I'm the new leader. Again, like, at, at least, like, this one's so, oh, sort of deserved. Like, this is yes. a good plan from his perspective. Like, from the Decepticon perspective, this is a good plan. Fuck the it Earth. Is, it is an alright plan. It's also, is I also love how little this subplot matters for the episode. It's, it's fucking hilarious. I love yeah. this stupid fucking 80s plot just shoved in here. <laughs> yeah, I mean... Fuck the Earth, but, like, there's a good way to get, like, a lot of Energon really quick, and he's doing yeah, exactly, it. So, exactly. Like, he's, like, like it's, you it's know. a good plan. Like, he's always there's been about no getting... There's no reason for him to think that this should fail. He <laughs> has always been about getting that Energon, even from the very first episode. Yeah. He's like, hey, Megatron, I've been mining the shit out of this planet for the past five years. And in many ways, that has been more important to the ongoing survival yeah. of the Decepticons than <laughs> actually instead, engaging in the... Autobot forces. Because instead, Megatron was like, actually, all that's bullshit. I got devil juice. <laughs> and I'm going to make a zombie army. And Starscream was just like, okay. Well, cool. fuck me, I guess. Fuck me and fuck the last three years. Thanks. Horse ebook's voice. It was absolutely <laughs> useless. Thanks. So, 
back at the auto base, Rasha goes to fix the thing Bumblebee smashed earlier, uh, at which point Bumblebee walks off of the, the recharging port and, and starts opening up the ground bridge. Yeah, and Ratchet like approaches him and goes, Bumblebee, what are you doing? And Bumblebee turns around and slugs him right in the face and sends him flying back. Call an ambulance, but for the ambulance. Yeah, and and Raph tries to run up to to like tell him to stop. Bumblebee picks him up, but instead of if if Megatron was in full control, he simply would have uh popped him like a, like a like one of those um like water but like he would have popped him like a water balloon. Instead, he is safely like a perched toy, yeah. Yeah. He is safely perched on a vent. Uh he can't get down from the vent, but he's not hurt as uh as Bumblebee uh bridges out to the site of his like zombie army battle with Ratchet and Optimus. Because yes. Starscream believes he is in possession of the last shard of dark energy on the planet. This is not true because yeah, Megatron Me- Megatron goes to his mind palace again. Um, he, and he's he like sits where there, did I he, he has flashes of John Philip Sousa and a dog and he re- yep. and he remembers ah yes. He, he swipes he swipes the words to the left with his finger. Um <laughs> Yeah, and he goes to his mind palace and he flickers through all his memories again. And he's like, oh, shit, that's right. That's where the dark energon is in the ground where I put it. Actually, he he does this before uh, knocking Ratchet's lights out because he he, he bridges out. Raph runs in, or Ratchet runs in, like, what the fuck? Where's Bumblebee going? <laughs> um, and then Bumblebee walks back in with the dark energon, fucking bodies Ratchet and puts Raph in timeout before bridging out to the nemesis and so yeah ratchet realizes like oh shit he just bridged two coordinates that were almost where optimus went which means he is like on the ship probably uh and so ratchet's like all right i'm i'm gonna head out and raf's like wait no you uh, you gotta you gotta take me with you and at first ratchet's like well no but funny you should say that because i don't yeah um, but like he, Raph immediately goes, no, Bumblebee needs me. And I love that. I love Ratchet, like standing there and he's like, he's just sighs and he goes, of course he does. And holds out his hand. Good dad alert. I like it when grumpy Ratchets have their hearts melted by, uh, by, by, by young ones. It happened. It's happened twice in the shows. We'll get to animated later, but it's always very lovely. Anyway, Starscream quotes the A-Team. He loves it when a plan comes together. Yes, yes. I was going to say uh, friends at the table, but same mood. <laughs> so, and right as he says that, of course, uh, the Autobots put their plan in motion. Which, the, the, the plan just seems to be have RC and Bulkhead run interference while Optimus sneaks around the side. <laughs> Which is a good plan, to be fair. Yeah, again, everyone's coming up with pretty solid plans this episode, all things considered. Yeah, sometimes, the, you know, sometimes the simplest plans are the best. Break out that art of war shit, you know? All, all the stuff in the book is like, if you have more people than the enemy does, then you will win. It's like, fuck, that's so true. God, so true, bestie. <laughs> so, Breakdown literally leaps into action here. Uh, right as Ratchet and Raph bridge onto the Nemesis and see a pile of dead Viacons leading to the infirmary. Just a just a trail of corpses, and Ratchet's like, well, we know where he went. 
Yeah. Um. So they they find they find Bumblebee. You know, I guess Megatron at this point. They find Megatron hooking the patch into Bee's head, getting ready to to reanimate his body. Ratchet tries to stop him, and once again immediately gets rocked. He the man is not a fighter. First do no harm, baby. <laughs> yeah. Like, well, that's not true. We've seen what Ratchet can do that's when he true. Uh, gets down to it. And these are the early days of Ratchet as well. Yeah, I mean, those, these, those are all, like, zombie guys, but this is, like, the most dangerous gladiator of all time in, like, the best Autobot Scout's body. It's unfor- it is it is unfortunately a bad matchup for my man. Yes. Um, so then, you know, that that uh, didn't work. So, so Raph tries to, you know, pull Bumblebee out, right? He goes up and says, remember who you are, remember me. I know you're still in there. You didn't pop me like you didn't pop me like a bug back at the base. I know you're still in there. And he starts to fight. Bumblebee starts to try and like for, he get control screens. back. He yeah. But one thing you have to know about Megatron is that I don't know if there's anyone who has a stronger will than he does. That man knows do, what he wants. He would do so good in a Saw movie. Yes. He would he would <laughs> He would just—he would body all those fucking saw traps and just walk in and <laughs> kick Jigsaw out a window. He's ready for it. He'll take whatever. Uh, yeah. So at the end of the day, they—you know—Ratchet. So he gets the talk, which is horseshit, by the way. Yeah, I don't know how he talks here because I'm pretty sure the whole thing is that Bumblebee's literal vocal cords are like fucked up. Yeah, exactly. That's the entire point. But anyway, you know, Raph maybe is he like, like maybe he's playing it through Bumblebee's car speakers. Oh my god, Raph! Raph is you know trying to get Bumblebee back, and Megatron almost literally does the old Bumblebee can't come to the phone right right now. Yeah. Why? Because he's dead. Like almost verbatim. Yeah, Ratchet <laughs> pulls the plug on Megatron to try and stop him, but unfortunately, he just he just jams. He just jams that shit right into the, the his chest, reviving his body and sending his mind through the psychic patch. Yeah. And, well, as he does oh. this, Raph, yeah. Raph is like, well, before he goes, before he, he jams in. Um, oh, yeah, Raph does make an honest attempt yeah. to, like, pull the patch out of his head. Um, Raph, yeah, Raph is like, let me, let me pull, like, as much as I don't want you... Like, as much as I... Uh, I don't want to hurt Bumblebee. I don't want to hurt Bumblebee. I can't let you back into your body. And Megatron's like, all right, what are you going to do about it? Yeah. And then, like, puts himself in. And Raph's like, I don't know! And, like, jumps on the cord. Good effort. But unfortunately, he is a tiny boy. He's, and... he's just a little guy, and it's his birthday. Yeah, he gets he gets thrown back, and Megatron gets up. So and it's really because like at this point all of the vehicons run in having realized that some shit's going down, yeah. Uh, and they see Megatron, hale and hearty, back to normal, and Megatron does the classic thing of telling his goons to to finish them off. It's like I. It's you, so you, funny. We are we are immediately back. The reason why he does this, he's like, I have my own business to take care of. Because immediately now that he is back, we are back to the Megatron and Starscream dynamic of you should be addicted to shutting the fuck up. Slash, you want to fuck me so bad it makes you look stupid. Yep, because he's like, I have my own extermination to take care of as he walks slowly to the top deck. 
he has two of the remaining five Autobots in his sight, and he can easily crush them, and he doesn't give a shit because he's so focused on Starscream. Yeah, he could just, like, he, he could just, he would be able to chop these two up like nothing. Like if, nothing! Like, they are they are not optimists. They are not fighters on his level. It would be, it would be easy, but he's like, nope, very important thing I have to deal with. And he does he doesn't do it because he wants to fuck Starscream so bad it makes him look stupid. Listen, the the our only argument, the only argument for Starscream's continued survival in any continuity yeah. that makes any sense is that Megatron wants to fuck him so bad it makes him look stupid. Especially this one. Especially this uh, G1 IDW. Yeah. Are to you be kidding? Fair, he 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 did quickly d- get rid of Starscream and animated. There were just complications that's true that's true <laughs> yeah it's not his fault that uh uh starscream is a statistical outlier uh, who cannot be killed god that's average so- average named character dies three <laughs> three times a year statistically uh, factually incorrect uh immortal starscream <laughs> Can I- died 50 50- times 55 times who, and should not be counted. Who has an outlier ability that makes him unkillable and has died 10,000 times this year alone is a statistical outlier and should not be counted. Tr- truly the best montage in Transformers history. It's so fucking funny. Um, <laughs> anyway, they, yeah. yeah, so he, we, we cut back up to the, the, uh, the Nemesis deck where Optimus, uh, this is baller. He fucking like. This is the most hardcore shit I've ever yeah. seen. Ta- well, actually, before, before Optimus, traps. yeah, before Optimus runs through the fucking microwave hallway, uh, Bulkhead and Breakdown punch each other so hard they split a glacier. <laughs> so that happens. And then Optimus charges the laser. Starscream turns it on him, and he like he's being blasted with a heat ray so intense it was like melting Arctic ice and warming up the surrounding area to a as according to RC summer conditions. That's a hot laser, and 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 Optimus yeah. just drives through it, does a flying punch on the laser, and smashes it up. I mean, when he does the flying punch, he is steaming. Yes, he he is definitely in some pain here because like he is also like thrown to the ground by the explosion and it looks like he's pretty stunned. And as a result, Starscream goes in for the kill. He's getting ready to to hit him yeah. with the the coup de gras, ready to fire those two missiles he's always got on him at him. Well, Starscream so Starscream takes off and at first it's like, oh, well, he's going to retreat at this point. But no, like, I'll give it to him. He's like, he turns right around and he says a pretty baller line that does come back to kick him in the ass a bit later on. (laughs) Um, But he says baller line, which as he goes down, it's like Megatron's biggest mistake was never getting rid of you. And he is about, and as as the, you see like the missile sort of detached and ready to fire and a half second before they're able to do that, he gets bodied by Megatron. (laughs) Literally tackled by Megatron's jet form and slammed onto the deck of the Nemesis. In air tackled. Like, Megatron drags him. You know how, like, orcas were wearing salmons as hats? Yes. For a while? That's kind of what's happening here. (laughs) Yeah, and and Megatron just, like, chucks him onto the deck of the Nemesis. And Starship, of course, like, oh, ah, Lord Megatron, you're, you're, I'm so happy you're back. You look great. And Megatron's like, yeah, shut the fuck up. (laughs) You know why I'm here. 
what was that about my biggest mistake? Because I've, I've made, I love this. My my yeah. greatest regret. I my my greatest, greatest mistake. mistake. Yeah. I've made a few, but I'm about to correct one right now. And Starscream attempts to run away by transforming into jet mode, and Megatron just grabs him by like the rear fin and just yeah, chucks him back. Just chucks him back onto the ship. Yeah. And literally drags him off by, by his, the yeah. leg. No, well, eventually by by yes. the head. Oh, that's right. It's the head. Yeah, no, no. He grabs worse. him. Yeah, he grabs him right by the face, and like, uh, uh, Starscream is like dragging his heels, <laughs> and, uh, trying to. Traction. And we cut down to the Autobots who all make that one Shrek face at each other. <laughs> God, it must be so weird for them to watch this. <laughs> I was like, should we be here for this? Should we leave? <laughs> they do try happened. to leave. It's really funny because Optimus calls Ratchet, like, all right, hey, Ratchet, we need to bridge out. And then Ratchet walks up, like, yeah, I could use one too. God damn. Megatron and Starscream, the walking argument against Kink at Pride. <laughs> God damn it. Uh, side note: I am very much for kink at pride. Oh, yeah, <laughs> please do not, yeah. please do not take that joke as an indicator of my actual feelings or political views. It's just that these two have some things to work out. It's just and that, maybe, like, man, if there was an argument be... against it, I'm looking at. So we can, we go back to the auto base, and Bumblebee gets scanned, and he's Megatron free. And honestly, I'd be way more fucked up about being possessed by fucking Megatron than Bumblebee is. He's taking it very well. There's a lot of stuff that's taken very well in these episodes. I have a note about the next episode. Oh, <laughs> About yes. how well everyone accepts some of the things that happen into the, in the yeah. next episode. So, so everyone's back. Without apparent concern. And Rath has a lo- has a lovely little moment. It's so cute because he like there's there's a there's an extended period where Raph and Bumblebee talk. And you know, usually when Bumblebee is talking, the dialogue will be like they they'll basically repeat what Bumblebee said for clarity. But when Raph and Bumblebee are talking here at the end, that they're just like having a, a normal conversation where Raph isn't responding like that. He's like, Yeah, I know. It was great. It was really cool. And then Bumblebee beep bop oops and he, he he responds normally. And and Mika's like, So so what'd he say? And he's like, Well he said thank you. It's like, ah, they're sharing a moment. So, next episode. Yeah, the next episode is uh, episode 15, Shadow Zone. Get in the zone, Shadow Zone. Um... We open. Oh, God. Yeah, so we open on an incredible scene. (laughs) Starscream is fucked up. He is on the infirmary table just completely covered in he looks like he looks like he got fucking strapped to a belt sander for 24 hours this so the point of this particular opening shot is that he is in the exact same position and they talk about this at length that megatron has been in for the last same episode on the same bed with the same tubes going into him and the same sort of level of helplessness except not really actually yeah he he is (laughs) he is awake for it which megatron was not uh, so He's really, Megatron for... had a better deal, and like impressively confident and snarky yes, for I having would been not... put through the ringer the way he has. So you know, Megatron, Megatron comes comes in to check on him. He's like, "How are we feeling today, beloved?" And Starscream just sort of like glares at him, and Megatron's like, "Did we learn an important lesson today?" 
And <laughs> Star I wrote Scream's this like, down. I wrote this down. Yeah, go Star for Scream's it. Like, uh, you, you like because they're talking about. Like, yes, it's yes. It's so funny you, that you're. I you're, hope you recover quickly. Yes, it's because he's like it's really funny that you're on that table, huh? It's it's a pretty funny joke. And Star Scream's like, well, I'm, I don't think it's very funny. Uh, Megatron also- says, but know this. Dear Starscream, our positions will Weird. never again be reversed. Well, and, and before he says that, though, he's he there is this exchange as well that's like impressively snarky from Starscream, where it's uh, where Megatron's like, "See, you're uh, recovering quickly," and Starscream looks at him and goes, "Yes, let's hope uh, I recover as quickly as your wrath was swift." <laughs> he's like grunting through it but he's like staring at like megatron in the eye i'm like very this is like more backbone than any starscream has ever had oh yeah for sure yeah, yeah that, that line was just like god good bro our positions will never again never be, be, reversed. be reversed yeah and then he leaves and star seems like our positions will never get me reversed. Yeah. And he like yanks the uh, the tubes out of him, like yanks the like life support out of him, and like hobbles off. And he like exits the infirmary and knockout. Like looks at him and goes, "Hey, Starscream! Holy shit! Hey, Starscream! What the fuck are you doing?" Yeah, I didn't. I did not discharge you, Starscream. Get, get you should get back in there. And he's like, "Nope, right as rain. I'm never. I've never felt better." As he is like dragging one of his feet through the fucking hallways like clutching his arm to his chest he's like i am in perfect health you're a wonderful doctor now please leave me alone and like shoves him away (laughs) uh he's going because like uh megatron never found the stash of dark energon starscream had and he's he's tucked it away in the corner of the nemesis for safekeeping and he's he's got a little plan and it's like, oh, Starscream, if all your friends jumped off a cliff, would you do it? I'm introducing... Hi, I'm Audrey, and I'm a representative of Deer, Dark Energon Abuse Resistance Education. You, too, can stop your community members from be, being affected by the Dark Energon doping phenomenon. But it starts at home. You have to make the choice. Wow. That is very accurate. I am impressed. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks. So they uh it's so the Autobot we cut to the auto base, everyone is, is pings the dark energon signal oh, and they're like Yeah, well. To, well wait, just to be clear, a Starscream's plan is to dope himself oh, yeah. up with Dark Energon he, now. He's, he's he's gonna try to repair himself with the Dark Energon and he's and, also got like another I know, he's got another thing planned too, because like, well that's yeah. not gonna be enough. But and, and as he does it, he's like, Yeah, well, I think you're wrong, Megatron. I think our positions are gonna be reversed again real soon. You you keep you, you just keep watch. Thinking, you keep thinking that Starscream. You you you, yep. you just keep thinking that. So yeah, at the auto base, all of the Autobots are like, oh shit, fast moving Dark Energon signal must be Megatron. Uh, and they're all like, all right, we're all gonna head out. Uh, except Ratchet, you're coming with us because you're the Doctor, and we need your expertise on Dark Energon. RC, RC. is gonna be yeah. on ground bridge duty. Yeah. Um. Which I think is why the kids slip through, because Ratchet is used to watching for those little brats, and RC is not. Yep. So yeah, spoilers, it's, it's so funny, because like, Miko is like drawing something, she seems very content with staying behind, and yeah. Jack and Rapper are both like, she's, she's sucking up to something. They're like, yeah, that ain't right. 
And of course, as, as soon as the Autobots are halfway through the ground bridge, she starts sprinting for it. Well, first of all, <laughs> uh, before we, we see, before she starts sprinting for it, um, we get to see what Starscream's plan is. Yes, so that's they've right. identified they've identified that there is fast moving energon. We get to see dark energon. We get to see what that is, and it is Starscream going back to Skyquake's de- death site, and he splits the dark energon in two, and is planning to raise uh, Skyquake as the first of his uh, zombie army, and then he injects himself with the dark energon, and he goes synchronicity. I feel it. I feel it. And it's I like, feel the cosmos. Yeah, I feel the cosmos exactly. Na 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 na. Um, and I feel like he hasn't heard the quote about, like, the definition of insanity. No, he hasn't. Doing the, doing the same thing over and over and expecting different results. Yeah. He's like, all right, well, the last time I tried to get, we'll go and get this guy, it went very poorly for me. But this time, <laughs> this time Ooh, this it's time. different. But yeah. yeah, so yeah, they, 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 Mika, of course, runs to the ground bridge. She drops her phone back at base. This is important for later. Um, well, well, yeah, she runs through and Jack is like, Mika, you can't go. It's dangerous. And she looks at him. I love this line. She's like, I'm not going to miss the fight of the living dead. Yes. She wants to see that fucking zombie so bad. Because like they, 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 they deduce that like Megatron, well, who they think is Megatron is trying to raise Skyquake. And so she knows, oh shit, I gotta go, f- I gotta go see the fucking robot zombies. Uh, but yeah, she drops her phone. RC is just not paying, uh, she's just like, I don't know what the fuck she's doing. She's just looking at the wall. She's just thinking about something else. She's, uh, doing what my cat does when, uh, yeah. he gets too overwhelmed. <laughs> um, so, uh, it's, uh, so the Autobots bridge in. And it's so funny because immediately Bulkhead's like, hey, wait, that's not Megatron. <laughs> the fuck twi- is he doing here? The fuck? That's a twink. <laughs> yeah. And it's great because immediately, of course, Starscream's like, ha, you fools. I have been empowered with Dark Energon. Your puny weapons cannot harm me. And Alvarez goes, bet. And immediately, like, literally instantly shoots his arm off. Yes. So I want to talk about this. Real, the, so there's a very story, funny story that I have about this, which is um, back in like 2010, 2011, when Prime uh, was airing. Um, that's when I started actually collecting my Transformers toys. Mm-hmm. And so I went to uh, Target and I found uh, Starscream there and I got Starscream and I have him probably displayed still. And at some point, uh, because his joints are very funny, his arm fell off. Yep. I have one of his arm fall off. And I thought about putting it back on. It would have been really easy. It was just like a joint that I could clip back into place. But I decided not to. Because of this episode. If you want a, a show accurate Starscream toy, just sort of you know, just sort of run it over some sandpaper and tear his arm off. And there you go. Yeah. Episode and, a, Shadow Zone accurate Starscream. And then get rid of its transformation cock. <laughs> oh boy, yeah. That, the, the next part of Starscream's no good, very bad month. It's <laughs> yeah. coming up soon. Well, um, yeah, that is like that is genuinely. I mean, we're not there yet, but genuinely, her, like her within the realm of like what a tra- Cybertronian is, like horrific torture. Yeah, it's no good. Uh, but so so Starscream hides behind a rock and immediately calls for an evac. It's like emergency garbage right now. Uh, right as Ratchet turns around and goes, oh fuck. Because 
Miko well, is yelling at Jack about the, you fucking yeah. made me drop my phone, you asshole. I wanted to get a picture of the zombie. And Jack's like, oh, you, you gotta... S-. They're yelling at each other again, like, you gotta stop sneaking onto these missions. It's too dangerous. Which is when RC calls out and is like, hey, kids are gone. He's like, yeah. Yeah, I know. I see him. Yeah, it's like, yeah, we have visual. <laughs> <laughs> it's like, uh, yeah, 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 I got it. I got anyway, it. please space bridge them away immediately. Yeah. So their ground bridge opens right as Starscream's ground bridge opens. And everyone's and like, well, shit, this is the weird. they the streams! Yeah, so Starscream leaps in, like, early. He's like, I'm, I'm out of here. Uh, shit sucked, hit the bricks. His his driving philosophy in life. Right, as, um, as always, just walk out. And uh, Ratchet's like, hurry up, go through our ground bridge right now immediately. And they so they go through, and then the streams start crossing, and shit gets weird, and there's a big cross-ground bridge explosion. Uh, which tosses everyone away. Um, and the Yeah, kids... he, like, bounces off. It almost, like, it almost creates, like, a force field that yeah. he bounces off of first, and then it explodes. And everyone gets up, and uh, the the kids are like, oh, wow, that was weird. Um, and then, you know, but Optimus gets up, is like, well, I hope the children made it through the ground bridge. And they're like, wait, hang on, hold up, we're right here. And Optimus calls the base, like, hey, RC, did they make it through? It's like, no. And then we realize, oh shit, all of the landscape was like drained of color, and we can't touch any of them because Bulkhead ste- almost steps on Mika, or like steps on Mika, but passes right through her. And they realize they are ghosts, or at least that's what uh, Miko thinks is going on. Yeah. Whoops. Oops. She's also There's also uh, there's also a line from Raph here, uh, as he tries to like find his glasses. Well that's uh, a little later. Is it? Uh, because what happens first is all of the Autobots look down and go, huh, that's weird. Skyquake's tomb is empty. Yeah, oh, well. they're like, how well Bulkhead's like, how the fuck did we miss Skyquake yeah. coming back went, to life? <laughs> I don't I didn't see him get up. He must have gotten destroyed in the explosion or something, whatever. Um and so they they bridge they get bridged back to base and Skyquake uh walks out from behind a rock and starts shambling towards them and Raph's like no watch out he's right behind you and he goes for Optimus and passes right through him and Miko's like oh yeah he's 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 he can't touch him just like we can't wait but if he's in here and we're out there, then who's the sheriff? <laughs> and he turns around and he's got a cowboy hat on. <laughs> yeah, Skyquake is in the same fucking t- uh, dimension they're in. Because Ra- Raph uh, deduces like, no, we're not dead. We're just in a fucking alternate dimension. He says, some kind of shadow zone. <laughs> and he goes like, that's fucking stupid. <laughs> Don't ever say that again. <laughs> But yeah, so... Yeah, because, like, nerd. Nerd alert. Nerd. Yeah, nerd <laughs> alert. So they're trapped in limbo with this, a giant zombie Skyquake. Uh, not... They're fine. Great. But yeah, Raph gets, Raph gets Velmed as they're running from Skyquake. Yeah! Uh, he has this great... He's like, where's my glasses? He gets fully Velmed. And Miko looks at him and goes, what are you, 90? And it's like, yes, Miko, we've established this. He is the old man from Up. He is. 
It's yeah, it's so funny. He he is literally crawling around on the ground, going, "My glasses! I can't see without my glasses." <laughs> as the monster is approaching, all all it was missing was him mistaking Skyquake for like Shaggy or something. Um, so the Miko runs out to grab his glasses real quick. The the, the plus side is that. Terracon Skyquake is very slow and shambly. He is not. He is not fast. Um, I mean, it's it's weird, right? Because we we see. I guess it depends on how long they've been dead. Because I feel like Cliff Jumper was pretty nimble, but all of the guys Megatron raised from the dead were were also fairly slow. And Skyquake's been dead for a while. Also, he died in a really fucked up way that probably fucked up his body a lot. Yeah, and also, I mean, he he, he wasn't slow, but he was built for, for strength yeah. and size and not for He's speed, a tank. So, he's a yeah. fucking tank. He's, he, he had the big chain gun. Yeah, you're right. So he's like, yeah, obviously he'd be a big shambler. Um, So they're back at base and they're like, well, if we didn't mix up the ground bridges because Starscream didn't come back to our base... And then they must have been shot. Like they're working hypothesis that well, obviously they got like accidentally transported somewhere else, but they can't find anywhere. There were there were no like leaks or whatever that would have deposited them somewhere weird. Uh, and so Bulk is like, I guess I'll just call Miko. And so he calls Miko, and her phone rings on the floor right in front of the ground bridge. Oops. Oops. So RC's like, okay, well, I'll just call Jack. Uh, and I do think it's very cute that they all have their, their kids' phone numbers and their fucking comlinks yeah. or whatever. I was about to say, my, my first reaction to this was like, damn, that's so sad that Miko's the only one whose number they know. No, it's, RC has Jack's number. Yeah. And I, I bet you, I bet Raph. No, he I'm has sh- a phone. He, he, call, he called Jack yeah, in the last the, episode. Raph, Raph is a hashtag hacker. Of course he has a that's phone. That's true. Um, but the fucking. The fucking reception is terrible in in the shadow zone rc it's just a bunch of fucking noise obviously jack doesn't have verizon coverage in in limbo is very good yeah um this podcast is brought to you by verizon who is not a law firm no no it is not absolutely not i do not co-sign that (laughs) so it's it's pretty good so they're running from from skyquake here they're like well we can't call for help uh and also eventually miko uh, jack and miko start realizing wait a minute we're well, running in fucking circles well first of all actually we before this we get a scene back on the right. nemesis right uh, so because... <laughs> starscream starscream has arrived back on a nemesis but his arm has not come with him his arm got trapped in limbo um yes. so he immediately when he gets on the other side of the bridge he looks at the Viacon, uh who's steve, manning the bridge he goes you is, say nothing is, to this nobody is this is definitely steve this yes. has to be steve it has to be Steve. All of them are Steve. I assume he's any, any, any Viacon that is involved in a in a scene like this. That's Steve. Yeah, any any Viacon that has to hold uh, Starscream's information and confidence is uh, is Steve. He any Viacon that has has to hold. I thought you were saying any Viacon that has to hold Starscream's L's. Well, that that too, but. Um, yeah, he says, you say nothing to no one. And then he goes to Med Bay and Knockout's like, with all due respect, Lord Starscream, what the fuck? Um, and Starscream's like, you know what? You did a shit job preparing me for Megatron throttling me. It just fell off. It was super embarrassing. 
get better at your job and stop asking me questions. Put my arm back on. And Knockout's like, okay, well, this Where'd could be a great opportunity for you, actually. <laughs> you know, we have, upselling him. Yeah, he's like, he's like, we have all these like upgrades you could do. He mentions the Null Ray, which makes me very happy, um, as always. And um, Starstream's like, I don't want an upgrade. I want my old arm. And Knockout's like, I mean, you're asking me to put like iOS Lion on you. Yeah, like, like he basically calls Starscream old. Like, well, your equipment, your current equipment is kind of obsolete. Yeah, it, and he's right because like we all we see all of the other characters with these like slick built-in weapons, right? Starscream just has his fucking wrist launchers, which he he fires using a hand gesture. He he's very manual. It's inter- It's an interesting thing for him. Yeah. Um, uh, for a character as sort of like self-centered and vain as he is, um, I think that's sort of the core of this. Like, I don't want fancy new arms. I want my old arm. Yeah, but he's also. I mean, there's a certain level of flash to him that would suggest yeah. that maybe that he wants new stuff. So I found I I did find it interesting. But yeah, I think he he likes the finger twitch. He likes being the guy with the missiles. I think he's like I'm cool. This it's it's like you know what it is. That is the transformer equivalent of being a guy who thinks revolvers are sexy. You're just calling him Revolver Ocelot? Is that what you're doing? You're just calling him Revolver Ocelot? Starscream is Revolver Ocelot. He's using these antiquated old weaponry that he thinks looks very cool. Um, Yeah. Uh, Six bullets. Uh, (laughs) (laughs) Two missiles. More than enough to kill anything that moves. Yep. Uh, Something, something, well-oiled, sliding into a chamber, you know. You know how it goes. Oh, I know about Starscream and well-oiled things sliding into chambers. Yeah. <laughs> um, but, uh, yeah, so he's just like, just get me my old arm back. And Knockout's like, okay, give me the arm. You, you retrieved it, didn't you? And Starscream's like, no, it was beyond repair. Fucking find me a, a new one of the same style. Knockout's like, okay. Fine, I'll go fucking look in the back. There's probably some one of your one, one an arm like that sitting on some fucking dusty shelf or something. I'll go look. Um, so this is this is so. Uh, B- Miko tries texting Bulkhead at some point, but before that, uh, they they literally run into Starscream's arm sitting on the ground. Um, and it's really cool because Skyquake is coming behind them, and they're, they're like, "All right, we have we have a missile. We have to figure out how to fire it." And I think it's it's Raph who's like I'm I'm pretty sure Starscream has like a finger twitch that he does, and so they kind of they kind of turn his arm in Skyquake's direction, and and Jack like manually pushes his finger down to fire the missile. It's very cool. Yeah. Of course, it doesn't do anything. <laughs> in fact, this only makes the situation worse because what happens is that it blows Skyquake's arm off. It's like great, good, really cool. Problem. Terrorcon limbs apparently can animate under their own power. I love the Adams family. Yeah, there's thing chasing him now, and the hand is way faster than Skyquake. Is. And they actually make a comment about it, which was really funny. Which is like, <laughs> yeah. why? Miko's like, why is the hand faster than the other, than the, the whole body? Yeah. Uh, so this is when Miko texts Bulkhead, who finally, finally checks Miko's phone. I was like, oh, hey, she texted me. Um, 
Well, it's Which, Jack. It's Jack that texts actually. Because right. Because Miko's like Miko's like, can you text and run for your life? Because yeah, that's we got right. <laughs> so so Bulkhead goes to check the text, and and see here's the situation. They're trapped in an alternate reality, being chased by a zombie, and their response to this is like, yeah. So they read the text, and there's like a moment of silence, and then like, RC's like, well, that seems unlikely. <laughs> and uh i think it's optimus who's like um hey Ra- ratchet can you triangulate their signal and <laughs> best response in an alternate dimensional plane let's find let's out find out <laughs> i mean gets to work so starscream notices his dark energy on shard is pulsing which means that skyquake is still alive well skyquake is still undead somewhere Sky, um, Sky, Skyquake is still mobile. Yeah, so he takes another secret ground bridge out. It's like, bro, you're gonna get your fucking ground bridge burglars taken away. You should keep doing this shit. So he 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 teleports out to the the canyon where Skyquake is, and you you see him wandering around like his his like shade in the shadows. I'm going, Skyquake, where are you, Skyquake? Um, psst, psst. and. This is when they uh so so the the, the bots get get a, get a lock on their location and Ratchet's like listen it is very very important that we get the exact location right to the like the lowest decimal point we can because if they're if we fuck up on this fucking limbo extraction very bad things could happen <laughs> Uh, so they, 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 so a portal, a ground bridge opens in the shadow zone, which also opens right in front of Starscream. Who's like, mine? Oh, there's also, there's also like a great, sorry. There's a great line as like Ratchet is sort of going through the science and he says like a bunch of scientific nonsense and Arcee goes, yeah, everyone knows that. (laughs) Like, like, there's obviously a moment where like Arcee and Bulkhead are like sharing a look where they're like, clearly don't understand. And Arcee's like, yeah, everyone knows that. Yeah, I, t- I, t- I totally knew that. Yeah. It's fucking Tommy that in elementary school, man. Yeah. Basic basic stuff. Everyone knows that. So <laughs> Such good lines in this episode. It's really funny. So, yeah, the, the, a ground bridge portal opens right in front of Starscream, and the kids are like, okay, well, if we, we, we run through that portal, we're going to literally run right into Starscream. If we don't, the zombie hand will get us. So what if we solve both our problems at once? And so they wait, and they wait, and they wait, and then they run through, quickly followed by the zombie hand. And and, and they so they run between Starscream's legs like, the humans, what the fuck? And then immediately the fucking zombie hand tackles him to the ground and grabs his head. And his response to this is also hilarious, because he, like, wrestles it off. It's like a, a fucking uh, a face hugger. I love uh, the Evil Dead too. Yeah, it's like a face hugger from from Alien, and yeah. he like rips it off, and he looks at it, and his response is, "This isn't mine." <laughs> like no <laughs> shit. It's like, wait, this isn't my arm. <laughs> it's like, it was... yeah, no, yeah. You g- congratulations on recognizing Starscream. So Optimus and, and Co arrive to come pick up, and guess what Starscream says. Emergency ground bridge, please. <laughs> Fucking yeah. all all the all oh. the Cepticon commanders know how to do did, is. Did we mention betray. by the way? 
Did we mention, yes. by the way, what um, what he said to Knockout when he decided to go look for his arm? Oh, that's right, because Knockout yeah. comes back yeah, so, with a, like... <laughs> so, Knockout, sorry, just very quickly, like, before he actually decides to go looking for his arm, there's another scene up on the Nemesis where uh, Knockout finally comes back with, like, a model, and, uh, uh, I guess like Starscream... 50 rockets on it. <laughs> yeah, it's so good. And Starscream has also realized that, um... Uh, Skysquake is around. Skysquake is, is, is around and mobile, so he wants to go back to check on him. And so he's like, uh, he immediately gets up and he's like, you know what, Doctor, you're right. I'm far too attached to my original arm. I'm going to go get it. And leaves and, and, and like gets a, a ground bridge out again. Yeah, Naka's like, okay, well, whatever. Yeah. Anyway, um, he emergency ground bridges back again. Yep. And this time he goes to knock out and he's like, no, I was wrong, wrong put it back. Yeah, fucking hell. Like, uh, so for once, this is, this is a big one, folks. For once, Miku admits that she was wrong, which Jack is also very happy on. He's like, oh, what'd you say? Can you he, say that again a little louder? He, he's uh, like a dozen more times is actually what the exact line. <laughs> yeah. and, 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 and often it's like, well, you know, normally, yeah, you you'd fucked up but i mean you were literally trapped in limbo yeah. with a ravenous zombie i think that's punishment enough what, what he says what he says is what you have endured has been less than enough and it's like it really hasn't though optimus no miko will will continue to behave poorly uh because she she just wanted to because she, she's like damn i wish i'd gotten a picture of that zombie um it's like ah she has learned nothing and will do crimes again excellent um, absolutely so we get another shot we, back to the, yeah, back to the nemesis Starscream's back into back in the thing again and knockout. I wrote this one down too. knockout walks up and says, what happened? Megatron pound you like scrap metal again. Yeah. Listen, th- we're not doing this folks. We are. We're, we're just not quoting doing the this. show. We're just quoting the show. Our positions will never be reversed. And Megatron Penny likes Scrap Metal again. This is just dialogue from the show. I don't know what to tell you. Anyway, uh, we see one last funny bit of, of fucking zombie sky quick forever damned to wander an eternal one single canyon loop in limbo forever. Hey, it's fine. Uh, At least there's no one out there who cares about him. At least there's <laughs> no one out there who really cares about him a lot and won't show up at all yeah. later. Yeah, don't worry. He's voiced by Tony yeah. Todd. <laughs> right, exactly. Skyquake's never going to show up again. Don't worry about it. Skyquake will never be really bad. He, he picks up Starscream's arm and like tries to jam it onto his stump and then just throws it away. He's like, this is my arm. Well, big S to Skyquake. Yet, yet again, taking a massive L. Yeah. So that those are the episodes. Very good episodes this week. Just just some real all timers. The dialogue was just excellent. Yeah. So glad to have Megatron back. Love that guy. And his weird shark teeth. And it's time time to head into the Starscream cringe compilation. So Boy howdy. Alright, so we got some Questorinos here in the Discord. Uh, Aurora Bodywork asks, who would you like to bring back to life as a horrid monstrosity? Who would you Frankenstein back to life? I'm trying to think about what would be funniest. 
Yeah. I think Shakespeare. Oh. Finish those plays, motherfucker. Yeah, I'm going to say Shakespeare. I mean, the classic answer is take off Ronald Reagan and shoot him again. Yeah, I know, but it's not... He already is a, a horrid monstrosity, you know? That's true. He was there's already no... sort of melting by the end. Yeah, there's like no there's no transformation there, you know? Yeah, he he, he would look pretty much the same. Hmm. Uh, Cass Arachnid asks, how would you like to be brought back as a horrid monstrosity? I wouldn't. Cremate me. Don't do that yeah, shit. I don't want to I don't want I don't want to be a, a zombie minion or if I would be just turn me into like a cool like devil guy or something. Devil man this shit, you know? That would be fine. But if it's if it's like this style, if it's like zombie style, no. Don't don't Yeah, me don't down. don't do it. Horn my Starscream asks, "What are your thoughts about Limbo, both the video game and the chapter in Dante's Inferno?" Well, First of all, there's a reason that not many passages are remembered from the Divine Comedy other than the sections in Hell. That's because the other two just aren't as interesting. I guess his vision of heaven is kind of interesting. I mean... But Limbo's boring. I've never I've never actually read the Divine Comedy, so... It's way funnier to read about Dante putting the guys he hates in Hell. I yeah, think no, that's I mean, much I know... funnier. I do know the premise of it, obviously. Yeah. Um, and like he puts guys he knows in limbo, but it's not as funny. So yeah, I can't I can't speak to that limbo, but limbo the video game is an excellent game. Yeah, um, I've never played limbo. Oh shit! Really? I, I I I know it's very good. It's like the it's like one of the big one of the big pillars of the indie game community. You should you should play limbo. It's only like two three hours long. No, I'm yeah, and I'm sure it's like ninety nine cents on Steam right now. Yeah, it's, it's like nothing, and also inside, it costs it costs negative money on Steam right now. Inside, yes, I, inside is also very good, but Limbo yes. Limbo is an excellent game, but not one you should do when you're in any negative headspace whatsoever. Yeah, it seems like it might be a little twisted. It's a pretty grim fucking game. So Slipstream Sam asks, "Do we know how Cybertronians are named? Because some of them have very specific Earth-based vehicle puns, and I have no idea how that works." Uh, you're actually just hearing the translation of their Cybertronian. <laughs> yeah, we. They know, they're our, they're uh, they're like uh, the Asgardians. They speak the all speak. Exactly. The real answer, obviously, is that they're named by the border guys of Hasbro, who's like, "This would be a fun thing to name a toy. Print it." Excellent stuff. Name this motherfucker. I mean, it's it's very funny when like very serious stories, like more than meets the eye, have to contend with having guys around named shit like Blue Streak. Um, that I don't know why I pulled Blue Streak. He doesn't even. He's not even the weirdest name. Tailgate. You got a guy named <laughs> Tailgate on the Lost Light. Eh, tailgate makes sense. I mean, that's a part of a car. Yeah, that is a part of a car. I mean, if you're going that way, Cyclonus. What the fuck is a Cyclonus? Yeah, I don't know. Star Saber. So Off I just remember the Star Saber is in this show too. Star, not yeah. a guy though, just a sword. I also don't like how it looks very much, but we'll get there. Um, Aurora Bodywork asks, what would your 80s villain scheme and theme be? I like that. Scheme and theme. Mm. Rhymes. It's got, it's got good mouthfeel. Oh, boy. I'm, th- I'm thinking back to like classic 80s villain plots. I think... I don't know. I'd probably... Honestly, if I was going to be a villain, I'd probably be a mean girl in a teen romance. 
I'd be like what the, I, vil- the villain of Sixteen Candles. Right. What would I do as like a eighties goofy villain? Or I feel like, oh, you know what? I I would like to be. Well, it was the nineties. I know this. Don't at me. But like the craft. Right. Yeah, I don't know. All for some reason, all I can think about right now is that episode of Shira where Skeletor tricks Hordak into eating a pie that makes him disappear. Because it's one of the funniest thirty minutes of television I've ever fucking watched. <laughs> Hordak turns into a fucking plane at one point. Did you know that? He turns into a rocket. And I don't know why. The plot of that is that they have to find a Hordak, someone who loves Hordak, to stop him from disappearing. So they're finding some guy named Jeremy who lives in a cave and he's like a wizard. I would love to be like a member of the... Oh, this was... That was the 70s, not the 80s. I'm really bad at my timing on this. But I was gonna uh, say that I would love to be a member of Q from Star Trek. I would like, I feel like I would end up as some kind of Scooby-Doo villain running a local scam. I know. Like, really, I'm saying all these things, but I think I'd probably end up something, like, from Wacky Races. I'd be, like, a dick dastardly. Oh, shit. Always hoisted by your own petard right at the end. Yeah. All right. Well, that does us for questions this week. I'd be the Uh, jonker. You'd be the fucking jonker. We have been Prime Cuts. You can find us on Twitter at Prime Cuts Pod, uh, where you can also join our Discord and the link in our bio. I am Neo. You can follow me on Twitter at Dragonsmoocher. You can follow my various other shows in various other places, like Radio Free Heidelin, the comprehensive Final Fantasy XIV companion podcast I do with my friend Jane. Uh, we are going to record our episode on the first set of dungeons this week. We're chugging our way through a realm reborn. Uh, you can also check out our previous show podcast of power. Speaking of She-Ra, that one is about the good She-Ra, the one from 2018 on Netflix. Um, that's a good show. It's a good podcast. I'm also on Disney minus, uh, at Disney minus pod, trawling through the depths of disney plus i am not on the latest episode that's releasing on hercules however we are covering cars next because we need to we need to figure out what the fuck is going on with that world there's so many questions okay the first one i hear is not bad it is a perfectly serviceable film that's what i hear yeah which for pixar was pretty bad at the time yes Um, i mean yes that was that was before Pixar started putting out some of the real stinkers they put out in the past few years. Yeah, damn. What happened, Disney? What do I even ask? Disney, yeah, Disney happened. <laughs> what do I even ask? Stupid question. Moving on. And that's that's it for me. That's all my shows. Oh, okay. I'm Audrey. You can find me on Tumblr Twitter at Optimum on Prime. That's my funny robot internet joke. Uh, you can also listen to the other podcast I do uh, called Pot of Greed, which uh, you can find on Twitter at Pot of Greed Cast. It's about Yu-Gi-Oh. Uh, we have like mm, two episodes left of the se- of season three of GX, and then we're taking a little breaky, and then we're heading straight into the dubs, the sub zone. Sorry. Um, with everything will be normal. Everything. I mean, everything is already so normal. So. You know, yeah, of course it will be. Um, you can find both this show and that show on Noise Space, uh, which you can find at noisepace.xyz. Uh, and you listen to a lot of other good podcasts on there, including, again, if you're interesting interested in this, uh, you'll probably be interested in uh, Wild Cool Robot. Um, there's House of Snacks. There's the Sonic Shuffle. There's Commercial Radio. Uh, Slappers Only. Bunch of good stuff. 
check it out. And uh, thank you for for listening to us. Um, so until next time, I'm going to hunt down my kismasis, which is a term I didn't use out of uh, great restraint during this episode. But now you're hearing it. So uh, I'm going to hunt down my kismasis and drag him by the head back into my ship and uh, transform and roll out. I am going to wander the same hallway forever and ever. A never-ending oh. loop of banality. Oh, so you're playing PT? Yep. Great. And I'm very scared, but I will do my best to transform and roll out. It's not even that scary. <laughs> Peach. It's, kind of, it's Peach. Peach. <laughs>